is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and I'm joined today by Keith McDonald. And sadly, the subject today is just how poor Liverpool have been away from home this season. I'm going to quickly rattle through the games. We drew to Fulham away, first game of the season. Lost to United at Old Trafford, drew away at Goodison, which is maybe a bit more excusable, and then followed by losses away to Arsenal and obviously on Saturday, a loss against newly promoted and were then bottom of the league, Nottingham Forest. Uh, Kiefer, has it now gone beyond the point where you can you know, pick up on individual factors behind individual results and games? And is it sort of you know emblematic of the Reds really having some struggles away from home? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it kind of sums up Liverpool's season so far. I think, you know, there's... You know, in each game they've played, it feels like there's been a different problem. I mean, yesterday, obviously, you had the kind of injuries to Thiago or the ear infection. And, and then, obviously, Darwin Nunes still feeling his hamstring from, from the game against West Ham. And, obviously, they weren't able to play. And I think, you know, whilst, you know, Liverpool have plenty of chances to win it, I think, obviously, their absence from kind of be overlooked as well as, you know, you're looking at Diogo Jota not playing, Luis Diaz, you know, even McInerney or, or a Joel Matip kind of in there as well. So, it feels like, you know, Liverpool... Yeah. I mean, the longer the season goes on, you know, obviously you do feel like there is underlying problems, but it feels like every time they play, there's, you know, there is issues that are kind of, whether it be injuries or, or other factors. Um, but yesterday was obviously, I think, I don't know why, I kind of didn't have a great feeling going into it. As, as you say, they were bottom of the table. Obviously, look what haven't won there in the, in the Premier League year. I think that's now six games uh, at Forest and, and, and they haven't won. Um, but I mean, just the manner of the defeat, I think, you know, I think especially one Van Dijk misses that chance in the first half. I think everyone kind of think fears the worst if you're not kind of taking those chances. And, you know, maybe confidence is low. I mean, we've seen in the past kind of, you know, how good he is aerial, aerially. Um, and, you know, to kind of look to nod that across to Firmino instead of, you know, going for himself, you kind of thought, oh, here we go again. Um, and then obviously, you know, fair play to Forest. I thought they kind of set up well and they kind of had a plan and, and kind of what Liverpool did to City last week in terms of, you know, just absorbing that pressure and then, Obviously, they, they kind of hit us on the break and, and secure the three points. But like you say, it's just, it's got past that point now of where you can maybe, you know, the, the game at Fulham, you know, Thiago goes off injured. The game at Old Trafford, again, it's a bit of a mismatch midfield. I think it's Henderson, Elliott, um, Milner. Um, and then obviously, like you say, the, the draw at Goodison, I think we've only won there once or twice on the clock now. So that's more that's more excusable. But, but obviously now, you know, I think obviously it's two points from 15 on the road this season. And, and I think... I think I looked before and I think Liverpool won 13 of their 19 on, on the road last season, which was obviously, as well as your home form being key, you know, taking points off, off your rivals, which which Liverpool didn't actually do, you know, greatly last year, obviously. Um, you know, they drew at Tottenham, they drew at Chelsea, yeah, obviously they beat United. Um, but, you know, kind of having that solid base of winning near enough all the games outside of their top six away games kind of gave them that kind of cushion. And obviously, yes, they fell short in the, in the kind of Premier League title pursuit, but, you know, and, you know, they were there or thereabouts. But I think this season now, like I say, two points from from uh, from 15, they, they've not won away yet, have they? So it's, uh, it's certainly a cause for concern. Yeah, you mentioned the injuries there. Oh, and obviously, I just want to zero in on that. Um it was it was a bit of a shock to uh, open up Twitter when I woke up and see that obviously Thiago was out with with an ear infection, but and it just sort of seemed to you know kick us while we're down. We've got plenty of players out already, but yesterday's defeat in particular, obviously after such a good week, you know, be, basically following the Rangers game, obviously beating City after that and West Ham and looking to make it three wins on the bounce in the Premier League. How much does can yesterday's defeat in particular be put down to injury struggles rather than away away struggles? 
I think it's difficult because obviously the, the kind of longer the season goes on, it, it feels like you're always, you know, back referencing injuries and, and people being missing, which is, you know, all, all you know, well and proper and, and obviously a, a fair enough excuse. But, you know, the history books won't say that in, in five, ten years time. And if Liverpool fail to, to qualify for the Champions League, it isn't, you know, it isn't going to be like, oh, well, you know, they had injuries. It's going to be a failure of a season. So I think, you know, whilst, like we said, you know, Diaz was missing, obviously Nunes, Thiago, um, obviously Fabinho's not playing at the level that we've expected of him. Canate, Matip, they're, they're not, they weren't there either. Um, you know, it, it is worrying, but at the same time, then I think, like I say, they had enough chances to win it. And, you know, again, Van Dijk could have been walking away with the match ball. He had that many chances. And um, yeah, I just, I just thought the performance collectively was just, you know, whilst it wasn't pleasing on the eye, at least they created the chances and, and they kind of had that opportunity to get bail themselves out. And, you know, it was similar against West Ham, you know, they, they couldn't buy that second goal in midweek, but they were resilient and, and obviously, yeah, a bit fortuitous to, to kind of get away with that, um, the penalty um, and obviously the, the Milner block at the end on, on Slucek. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they got over the line and it was another three points. And, and it was the same against City, you know, um, I, I know they didn't have a great deal of chances, but they had a few, obviously, they, they kind of rode their luck with VAR as well. Um, so you know to get those two wins and 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 you know who are, you'd say are far more difficult difficult opponents than, than Nottingham Forest in all due respect and it, it just kind of feels like it's it's being the story of Liverpool season to take you know one step step forward and then take you know two back and and obviously now they've got the game against Leeds United who are you know again a, a team who you wouldn't really know what to expect you'd expect Liverpool to beat them but um, you know we've seen that they can beat Chelsea uh, I know that was at at, at home. Um, they've got a tough game away at Ajax as well. Um, then they got they got to go to Tottenham, haven't they, at the start of November? Which again, you know, under Conte, you know, they haven't they didn't win there last year, did they? Um, that was a, a mental game. So you'd, you'd expect probably more of the same. And you just got to hope that you know one of these players do come back. That you know Liverpool can commit, maybe turn the tide a bit. Um, but like I say, while it is probably an adequate excuse, I don't think it makes up for kind of in the manner which they're losing these games, which is just seen, they just seem to have such a soft underbelly at the moment. Yeah, you mentioned it being like a goal been taking one step forward and sort of two steps back. And that, that was really what it felt like on Saturday. And obviously the nature of the Premier League is that the away games are going to come just as often as the home. So how much is of an impact is, you know, sort of when you combine this poor away form with obviously what's become basically a selection merry-go-round at this point, how much of a struggle is that having on you know, Jurgen Klopp's ability to get his side into a bit of rhythm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I think everyone was obviously gutted with the news that Thiago wasn't, you know, available yesterday. But I think as well, you know, Nunes was a massive miss, especially kind of when you look at the chances and, and kind of the amount of balls that went into the box. And it, it kind of felt like a game that, you know, maybe would have been one way would have really highlighted that kind of different option that he has given Liverpool. Obviously, it was a fantastic header to, to kind of get the goal on, on Wednesday evening. Um, and, and you would have felt that there was more of the same you know, to come yesterday, like I say, you know, Van Dijk had a few aerial chances, you know, at the end, the goalkeeper comes up. Um, but even just, you know, the fact of, you know, regardless of whether he would have scored aerially or not, the fact just to get him momentum and get him rhythm, obviously he came off the bench against City last weekend and, and put a good cameo in. Um, obviously started against West Ham, you know, he started against Rangers the week before and it felt like it was really building up for Nunes now, especially with the injuries of, of Jota and, and Diaz. It felt like, right, this is kind of his, his stage, you know, he's got... A favourable fixture list, you know, until the World Cup. You know, obviously that game against Tottenham is probably the hardest one. Um, but then, you know, for him to to miss out, which you know, again, it could have been far worse if, if his hamstring injury. You know, it seems like it's only going to keep him out of yesterday's game and, and not kind of beyond that. Um, but it just was a, a real like, you know, again, it was a story of Liverpool season. Even as a collective, you know, they they can't kind of put 
one foot in front of the other and, and make a few yards and then individuals as well with injuries. I mean, Diogo Jota as well, obviously gets the injury last weekend against against City and and, and just as kind of Liverpool were coming into that new formation, that 4-2, uh, 4-2-4 or 4-4-2, kind of whatever you, you kind of view it as. Um, and then obviously now, you know, he's, he was kind of the nucleus of that in terms of like his off-the-ball efforts and stuff. And, and now for him not to be available for what's going to be, you know, a couple of months, Jurgen Klopp said is again another another huge blow. So it kind of feels like it's it is going to be going back to the back to the drawing board in, in the you know the coming days and weeks. Um, like I say, it, the only kind of thing that does you know work in their favour is obviously this World Cup break, which I don't think anyone would have you know foreseen. You know, in, in the summer, I think everyone thought it was going to be a hindrance to kind of anything Liverpool, you know, were going to do well this season. But um, you know, with that with that break and obviously a few favourable games beforehand, you know, I think. They've got, obviously got Leeds, they've got Southampton, um, you know, and, and Tottenham as well. You'd expect Liverpool to, to, apart from the Tottenham game, you know, to pick up maximum points. So it's, you know, that's kind of the only the silver lining from this now is that they have got a lot of those big games out of the way. Obviously, I know they should have played Chelsea, they didn't, but they've played Everton, they've played United, they've played Arsenal, they will play Tottenham. So then going into that second half of the season, you, you've kind of got most of those games at home. Obviously, you've got, you've got the trip to City in, in April, I think it is, but... That's the only kind of silver lining of this poor in the form is that if Liverpool can, you know, kind of regroup during the uh, the winter break um, and they kind of go again, most of those big games will be at Anfield, which obviously we know in over the years, you know, during Jurgen Klopp's time, you know, Liverpool tend to, to kind of win those games and you've just got to hope that they can kind of just put that this kind of torrid form behind. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, you mentioned obviously Nunes was a, a massive miss yesterday, but um, another player that was missing for well for a large part of the game. Were you surprised to see James Milner picked over Trent Alexander-Arnold? Obviously, it was understandable for the City game with Trent having picked up a knock and um, obviously Milner offering a bit more defensively, but I would have thought Trent maybe would have been the obvious choice for a game where Liverpool are expected to go to the City ground and dominate possession and you know he could create some more chances for Liverpool. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it was an interesting one, you know, to be fair to Milner, before the City game, obviously everyone knew that Trent was going to be out. I don't think anyone expected him to be on the bench and, and certainly not, you know, everyone kind of knew that he wouldn't be starting that game. Um, I, I said, you know, after the, well, I think it was at half-time in the Arsenal game, I said I would have probably started Gomez. Um, but, and obviously, you know, Trent gets the injury and, and obviously Gomez now required a centre-half, um, obviously because Canate was injured. So it did kind of like reshuffle the next few games, but... Um, I thought, you know, I thought Milner was obviously brilliant against City and he did well against West Ham when he came on. Um, but like you say, in a game where Liverpool do have most of the ball and, you know, it is going to be kind of a back-to-the-wall performance from Forrest in terms of, you know, just a low block, you know, compact defensive kind of um, performance. You, you thought that that would have maybe suited Trent a bit more than, you know, games where, you know, potentially, you know, Liverpool on, on the counter or whatever. But then I suppose the, the flip side of that is obviously when you have so much of the ball, which, you know, I looked earlier and, Liverpool are averaging about 60% possession away from home, which, you know, when you think of the United game, the Arsenal game, those kind of games where Trent has suffered and, you know, maybe more high profile than a lot of his other teammates. Um, that has been because Liverpool had a lot of the ball and maybe have been caught in those high and wide positions. So I can I can potentially understand that in, in the sense of, you know, we saw how Forrest's uh, goal came, you know, it was, it was a sloppy play from Joe Gomez, but that was kind of the nature of of. of you know, how Steve Cooper set his side up, it was to just hit Liverpool on the break. And and maybe he thought that Milner would have given him a bit more defensive stability in terms of, you know, he's not going to bomb 30 yards further forward and, and maybe get caught in possession. But, I mean, certainly looking back at it now, you could you could think with, you know, the, the amount that Liverpool did have possession, it would have maybe, you know, suited someone like Trent. But then, but then saying that, I think, you know, Milner set up two of Van Dijk's, uh, you know, three headers. So, you know, it kind of tells you everything that, you know, again, Liverpool did have enough to win the game. I don't think it was... 
whilst it wasn't a vintage performance, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, personnel in terms of it was just a weird, weird game. It was, you know, the game at Arsenal similarly, um, you know, earlier in the month, I thought Liverpool were unlucky there. Yet again, the history books won't tell you that, but, you know, they, there's a contentious uh, penalty for Arsenal. There's one that's not given for Liverpool. You know, there's, there's a goal after 50 seconds. It kind of just had everything. And again, you know, almost seemed to just sum up Liverpool's uh, struggles this season. Yeah, and some of these struggles this season, I've seen uh, a lot of talk being put down to, you know, have teams figured Liverpool out a bit? And I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, how much stock you'd put into that and it, whether, you know, Jurgen Klopp's system has been, you know, people have, have been watching over the past couple of years, people have seen the heavy metal style of football and they're figuring out ways to combat it. And maybe like teams like Forest, you know, are able to resist far easier away from home when they're not, you know, faced with a Bay and Anfield crowd. Could that sort of explain a bit of the recent away struggles? It could do. And I think, you know, I think Klopp asked about this, you know, a few weeks ago and, and he basically said that, you know, teams have, have long figured us out, but we've been a level above them. So even if they do know what we're doing, uh, you know, it's almost in, on, uh, it's almost impossible to stop, which obviously I think it is true. I think we saw it at the back end of last season as well, which I think a lot of people maybe reference to like fatigue at the time. But, um, you know, uh, you know, I think at the Derby at Anfield, you know, that was a very contentious, you know, 45 minutes. It was very tight. Um, and, and, you know, Andy Robertson gets the opening goal in about, you know, 65 minutes, I think it was. So it's not as if Liverpool's struggles were, you know, exclusive to this season. Obviously, they kind of did limp over the line last season. But obviously, kind of when you have that momentum of winning, you know, every single week or, or three times a week in the case that Liverpool were, obviously that generates, um, you know, greater momentum than kind of Liverpool are, are doing at the moment. Um, I think it certainly is an interesting one and, and maybe, you know, perhaps um, suggest why Klopp has gone into this, you know, 4-4-2, 4-2-4, 4-2-3-1 formation that we've, we've been seeing in recent weeks. And and that has kind of kicked off this revival. Um, uh, and, you know, obviously it kind of was stifled yesterday at, at Forest, but again, the personnel missing Thiago, it felt like it would have been a perfect game for him with the amount of red shirts he had in front of him. It was, you know, just seemingly impossible to, you know, for Fabinho, Harvey Elliott, Carvalho to kind of break down that low block. But um, in terms of figuring Liverpool out, like I say, it'd be interesting to kind of see one Klopp's got a fully fit squad, what he does, because I think everyone had kind of signalled the end of the 4-3-3 towards the end of last season. And, you know, with the personnel coming in and the new striker coming in, I think everyone thought we would see the 4-2-3-1, but it wasn't used in pre-season at all, which was, you know, obviously maybe because it was a shorter pre-season, you know, maybe he didn't have the time, you know, we know how kind of rigorous, you know, a, a Klopp's tactical setup is. Um, it's not something you can kind of master in, in four weeks and maybe Klopp took the decision that, you know, we'll kind of stick with what we know, you know, get the new lads settled in. Um, and then maybe it's, I don't know, during the winter break or something they just kind of work on over the season, um, you know, and then maybe implement next season when the likes of Nunes are settled in and, you know, accustomed to the league and accustomed to the country and, you know, living away and all that kind of factors, which I think people don't necessarily, you know, think about, you know, you know, stuff that goes on beyond the pitch, which obviously does impact uh, performance. But it's a shame because, like I say, that, that you know, the, the formations which in recent weeks, you know, would job to be in the heart of that, really feel like Liverpool had turned the corner. And, you know, I know the game against City wasn't exactly how Liverpool have been playing in, in, in recent years. It wasn't the heavy metal football we've all been used to, but... You know, it felt like they almost went back to basics with that formation. It was just everyone, every everyone to a man was disciplined. Everyone did their jobs. You know, it didn't seem didn't seem too uh, you know expansive or you know to do anything too expressive. And then obviously we see how the goal comes about, kind of doing what so many teams have done to Liverpool this season. Um, but it's hard to say. I think it is hard to say whether whether teams have figured Liverpool out because I think it, it would have perhaps come sooner. Um, again, it, I've said it a few times this season. It does feel like a bit of a 
a sloppy excuse, but you know, I do wonder how big of an impact the collective hangover from last season is having. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's one thing, you know, teams figuring you out if you're playing well and you know, that's a that's a fair um, you know, fair assumption to, to make then. But I think at the moment we're not seeing Liverpool even at, you know, seventy percent of what they're capable of. So I think to make the comparison then to, to whether teams have, you know, all of a sudden you know, teams like Forest, who you know only played Liverpool once in the last what twenty three years, you know, for them to have maybe figured Liverpool out, I think is a bit of a a bit of a stretch. But um, like I say, I'm sure kind of after the after the World Cup and kind of when we head into twenty twenty three, I'm sure we'll get a better idea as to you know what Klopp's Liverpool will look like in the in the second phase almost, whether it is a you know this four three three we stick with or whether it's a four two three one or or whatever. But um, I think it's hard to I think it's certainly hard to kind of make that judgment at the minute. Yeah, looking ahead to those next away fixtures then, it might get worse before it gets better for Liverpool with obviously Spurs away next, followed by then it's the World Cup, after which it's Villa and Brentford. Obviously, I'm not going to ask for any post-World Cup predictions because who knows what the footballing landscape is going to look like at that point. But Spurs on the 6th of November, it's not an ideal place to be going looking for your first away win of the season, is it? No, it's, it's certainly not, and I think you know. I think until the other week, Spurs had had their you know their best you know start to a Premier League season ever, and kind of seeing what Conte's done. I think it's very similar to Klopp in terms of you know after he took over last season and, and kind of once he's had that full pre-season that he had in the summer, he's really put like a his, his kind of stamp on on that Spurs team, and he's you know seemingly got them all playing for one another. And you know, I, I think obviously while the likes of Arsenal and, and City will obviously get the credit, I think you know. Apart from recent weeks, I think they have been, you know, good value. Um, so that, that will no doubt be a difficult game. It'll be an intense game. Um, you know, I referenced the game earlier last December, which was just absolutely wild. I think you know Liverpool could have probably been three down in, you know, in twenty five minutes. I, I haven't seen a team cut through Liverpool like that in, in a long time. So you know, it'll certainly be a, you know an, an interesting place for Liverpool to try and get their first you know win of the season. Like like we said, it, you know they've had you know lesser games this season where you thought they would have got off the mark. Um, you know, like we said, the, the game at United, okay, you can lose to United, I think, any any year. Obviously, last year was obviously a complete freak what happened. The game at Everton, again, history will tell you that, you know, Liverpool and under Jurgen Klopp, you know, and even under, you know, previous managers, a draw at Goodison always feels like the normal result. But it's kind of been the games either side of that against the newly promoted teams that, you know, Liverpool will really be kicking themselves. But, um, you know, you'd, you'd hope, like I say, that, you know, they can get the win in Ajax, um, get against Ajax even on, uh, on Wednesday evening. And then obviously they can hopefully kick on against Leeds, you know, at the weekend. And then all of a sudden you're looking forward to that game at Tottenham, you know, sandwiched between between the game, the visit of Napoli. And you're thinking, you know, if you can't get yourselves up for, for those games with kind of what's riding on it, it feels like Liverpool really do need to put again, you know, how many times we've said it so far this season, but they do need to put a string of results together between between now and the World Cup to really kind of you know, I think if Liverpool are going into the World Cup with, you know, potentially five or six points off, you know, fourth, I think everyone will probably take that given how poor the season started. You know, if if you can, I mean, it's, it looks like a pretty impossible task to top the group in the in the Champions League, given the thrashing that Napoli gave us. Um, you know, so to kind of overturn that, but you know, if you qualify for the Champions League with, with a game to spare, almost, which which I think a win at Ajax will do. Um, you know, all of a sudden the landscape looks a lot healthier than it did a you know a couple of weeks ago, and, and even you know like it does today. So I think obviously it's a pivotal a pivotal few weeks, and and obviously kind of finishing off with that with that away game at Tottenham. So you just got to you know fingers crossed. They can they can produce a performance and, and hopefully it's you know if they get the chances like they do yesterday I'm sure another day they, they probably put two or three of those away. Um, it was, you know just didn't fall to Liverpool yesterday and 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 you know another aspect that might help is I know I know Tottenham sit deep but they do like to have the ball so you know that that might help you know make it more of an open ended game than 
potentially Liverpool just knocking on the door for 75, 80 minutes and then, you know, getting punished, you know, probably deservedly at the other end for not taking their chances. Yeah, as you say, a big few weeks coming up for Liverpool in their build-up to that World Cup before the big break. But that is all we've got time for today on the agenda. Kiefer, thanks for joining me. And from myself and from Kiefer, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.